Testing, testing, testing. Blah, 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 blah. Ready, set, go. It's time for the Coach Amy and Coach Liz Show. A podcast for endurance athletes by two athletes, two coaches, and a physical therapist. We are your hosts, Coach Amy and Coach Liz. Coming to you from Kansas, Kansas City. City. Okay, so I know I know you're a little fired up about our topic today. Mm-hmm. So it's on uh, super shoes. Yeah. And super shoes were what they were trying to use to break the two-hour barrier for the... It's an example of a super shoe. Okay. So super shoes are what... I, maybe it's only in the physical therapy world that we're referring to these shoes. I mean, I'm not the most into I mean, person, so. <laughs> well, first of all, let's talk about run shoes in general, because I get so many questions about this. And run shoes in general, n- people would love to be able to blame their running injury on a running shoe, because that's an easy fix. You go to the run store, and you get fitted for a different pair of shoes, and you're like, yay, this is going to solve all my problems, and it only cost me like $100, and I didn't have to do any work at all. (laughs) Most of the time, it's not the run shoe, but there are times when injuries are caused by running shoes, or running barefoot, or, you know, so there's these different fads that will come along in the shoe industry. And I seriously do not think that manufacturers of shoes or designings, uh, designers of shoes are sitting there going, <laughs> let's find a way to hurt these people because they don't want to do that, no. right? They want to find a way that, how are we going to sell shoes? We're going to sell shoes by making people feel better about their run and make them faster, whatever is going to make them faster. I just want to say yeah, one thing. Do a I, thing. I, say a thing. I, for years, I've said if I started a shoe company, I would call it We Don't Change Our Shoes dot com. <laughs> right, because if it's if it's if it's if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. Well, and you know, I feel like you find the shoe that works for you, and then the next year they change something in the model, and I can't tell you how many times it's like I finally found a shoe that seemed to work, and I had it for a year or two, and then they changed just something small, but it it I had to go find a new a new shoe. Either go find a new shoe, or you know, kind of adjust, take a little bit of time to adjust to that shoe. So shoes are important. It's that it's what's between the ground and our body when we're running. So they have value. They're important. They're not the, the cause of all the issues, but sometimes they are a cause. And these super shoes, I swear, I'm, I'm starting to sweat in my armpits just thinking <laughs> about it because I get my, <laughs> I see patients becoming injured with these um, and then my athletes, they'll be training and they want to, tr- they want these shoes because everyone wants to be faster. And I swear my stomach, I just feel like I'm going to get an ulcer because the athletes will ask, can I, I'm, I bought these or I'm going to buy these and I'm going to use them. When can I use them? So what are they? Like what's special about okay, them? Okay. Good, good question. Okay. So let's back up just a little bit here because the super shoes are this kind of current genre of shoes, I guess is the right word to use for it, that... They've added, they've done a lot of crazy things with these. Um, they've put in carbon fiber plates, and some of them are have a little bit more, uh, fi- you know, more um, hardness to them than others. Um, and they've put in these metatarsal bars. Okay, I will explain this in a second. This backs up, back up because we have had these in the world of physical therapy for a really, really long time. Because we deal with patients who you know, 
they have a broken toe, a fused toe, um, such severe arthritis, gout, different thing, different reasons that when they load their foot and their toes and they're walking, it's so painful. They can't walk. What are we going to do? So there's been shoes and development of carbon fiber plates over the years and the, what we call these metatarsal bars, which I'll explain in a second, that help a person roll through their gait a lot smoother when they're walking and it won't put a load on the toe. So that person who has this really bad pain in their toe is able to go, roll forward a lot easier. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, let's add them to running shoes. Why don't we? Okay. All right. Fine. And does it make you faster? It can. So explain what, like, why were they looking at that thinking this would help my run? Well, like, who what's... was thinking? I have no idea what those manufacturers were thinking. But hey, if it works to speed up someone through that push-off phase of gait, that's... why not try this? Okay. okay. Is that so that's, the yeah, yeah. So yes. it's like that roll and that push-off phase through, like, and right. that's it's supposed to help you do that faster faster quicker and it does it rolls you through it faster i'll tell you what it okay. does so but as you're pushing off the uh, like through your toe as you roll through your toe and push off the ground it's supposed to improve how you do that well am i nice uh, kind of but it actually is just swoop it's like really fast we call it it's it's like this moment arm i don't know if it's exactly, yeah okay i'm, I'm going on this but it is speeding up that phase of gait. Let's just put it, let's just okay. leave it there, right okay. there. So let's talk about what these things are. Because that metatarsal bar, I think people are going to be like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. But what's in the shoe? So let's have you stand up. Oh dear. We'll both stand up. And first, maybe so metatarsal, just so because we can That's what we're going to talk about okay. right here. So tell okay. me what that is. Yeah, hold on to the chair for a second. Okay. Okay, so hold on to something. Everybody's standing up. Hold on to something. Now lift your heels up off the ground. So you're going to roll forward into the front of your foot. Okay, yep. that's your forefoot that's connected to the ground. Yeah. The part that is not your toes, but before your toes, okay? There's a line of bones there. That's the metatarsals. Okay. Okay, so it's the right before your... There's the bones that are connected to the toes of your feet. Those are the metatarsals. Okay, so right okay. before your digits. Right before your little pinky, your little piggies. <laughs> okay, before your piggies are these bones called the metatarsals. And now when you roll forward on them like yeah. that and you lift your heels up, you are resting on the metatarsal heads. So okay. the heads of those bones. Okay. Okay. Now, you can sit down. Thank you. So what they've done is they've put in these, and I don't know what it really looks like in yeah. there but it's referred to as like a bar or a roll bar okay inside the shoe in that part of the shoe so the four foot toe box part of your shoe okay. it's there okay and it runs across the whole front it of the runs shoe. across the well i think it does yes okay. okay so when you come up and you start lifting your heel when you're running you go you go onto that bar and it rolls swoop and it rolls you right over oh okay so what is the impact of that Okay. I am concerned that the biomechanical changes that are occurring with the super shoe on is going to cause injury. Okay. And I, I've actually seen it circumstantially, right? But like there, and I, I dug into the research. I'm like, is there research out there? They just haven't been out long enough for us to do these sort of more longitudinal studies where we're following people in the super shoes and how often are they wearing them, blah, 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 blah. And are we seeing injuries? There is, There are some case, a couple case studies out there, which is different from, you know, like true research with, you know, blinds and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
there are some cases of navicular fractures in some runners. And so, and circumstantially in the clinic, I'm seeing, you know, knee injuries and um, so, and quite a variety of different things happening with these shoes. And I, with the caveat that some of these athletes that I'm actually training, um, we're bringing in the shoe very slowly and gradually. So we're kind of following all those rules first. Um, So, my concern is that with these changes in the biomechanics um, that we're going to be seeing some, you know, more and more injuries from the shoe. Again, I don't think the shoe manufacturers like, right, right, right. I, I think what happens is now we're learning and seeing what is the effect of that? What is the impact on that to the runner? Supposedly, the shoe is supposed to be making you go faster, right? And there are some studies to show that... The Nike Vaporfly, okay, is increasing running economy, meaning your efficiency, like your the um, your heart rate, all those like that part of your data. Um, that it's easier for you to run in them by two point seven percent. But when we say you, the studies were done and are only showing that increase with people who are elite sub three hour marathoners and probably men and mostly men. Yes. Um. So 6-minute mile pace or faster, they're seeing, that's where we're seeing the running running economy improvements. Studies, there's not as many studies yet, right, on both men and women and those running um, slower speeds. But those studies that are out there demonstrate that there's no significant difference and in some cases make you slower. Oh, that's crazy. Right. And we don't know why. Right now there's more of conjecture like, well... Is it because you, your form, you know, and that, that part of your form that just kind of makes you a little bit of a slower runner, that your foot is acting differently and behaving differently during the phases of gait from someone who runs faster. And then, so you're not getting the loading on the carbon fiber plate the same way, or, you know, we don't know. Okay. But that's what's out there so far in the studies. So think about this where, we're buying this really expensive shoe that could cause us injury and is really not giving us much of a benefit, maybe mentally. Mm-hmm. So what are these sacrifices that we may be making? And number one is the stability. Okay, so the phase of gait where we need to be activating that big toe and creating that stability with that push-off, we're going through it faster. And there's also just, it's so quick I don't think that we can, at least when I personally am in the shoe myself, it's very hard for me to be activating it at all. I don't feel like there's a, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's not just quick, but it's also assisted. So it's like the muscle doesn't have to, the shoe's doing the job that the muscle Muscle would normally do. Right. And the muscle isn't firing. But let's talk for a second because I don't know that people really, like I, until I had problems with my big toe, I didn't fully appreciate how important that is i mean certainly to running even just to walking so as you are running with your gait you make contact you roll through your foot and your big toe is hugely important in how you execute that roll through yes correct and a lot of people do not realize that they don't activate it yeah um it is significant in we talked about this in our glute podcast our sleepy glute podcast yeah um 
I don't care how strong your glutes are, your hamstrings, whatever, your core, all of it can be great. If that big toe is not activating and is not in contact with the ground, you will not have the stability. Okay, so what you're saying then is, is, is you get into these shoes and because they put this, this bar across the metatarsals, you roll through much quicker and so your big toe isn't getting a good activation period Right, it's, just, it's basically not loading barely at all. Okay. Okay, now so that that is me learning about that, kind of doing some research on it, but I also bought a pair because I was like, I have got to, I have to do something and you will see me in the clinic with patients and I'll be like, wait a minute, just stop for a second and I'll have to do a move and then I'm like, okay, now I can explain it to you, yeah. right? Or like feel it because I, I need to feel it. So I bought the shoes. So I should say that there's a lot of manufacturers out with super shoes and they're not all created equal so they're maybe they have just different um different amounts of carbon fiber different stiffnesses different areas where the metatarsal bar is different layers of foam so the ones i tried on might you know i didn't try the vape, nike vapor flies i didn't try a bunch of different ones on there's people that have done that and made comparisons um but this was just me saying hey i'm gonna try a pair and just see how it feels to me um they are so pretty <laughs> and i it is just even walking in them let alone running i can see it is dramatic that's crazy it's like a wetsuit it is oh, you know what I mean? uh, it's it is dramatic in that it swooshes you through really quickly yeah but it is like wetsuit in a way because you, if you wear a wetsuit to swim in all of the time, you will not develop the strength, correct? Oh, yeah, correct. So in that's another point about this is that I would love to see 100 years from now, if everyone's running in these shoes forever, <laughs> runners will no, no longer have that bubble butt. <laughs> they will have a saggy, droopy butt because it's not even working. <laughs> not to mention all the injuries and stuff that are there. So why do I see injuries with these shoes? Well... One is that we're, we're talking about that stability. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have more leakage of stability going around in what we call the frontal plane. So uh, without going too crazy about that, let, maybe that's just more of the side to side movement. But it's more wiggly. The okay? foot. The, the foot, foot is more wiggly. Okay. So and that means it's not, the foot is not stable, which the, goes ricochet, has a ricochet right, effect. Right. And if also, let's just also say... We have these professional athletes. Their super shoes are not the same super shoes that we're all buying. I just have to tell you. Oh. So I don't know what their super shoes are like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're great. These people also have genetic. There's they're blessed genetically. They have physical therapists, trainers. They're working every single day. This yeah. is their livelihood. Yeah. So they can adjust and do all the things that they need to do to maybe wear these shoes safely. And I don't know where I was reading this, but there are some professional athletes who are refusing to wear the super shoes in some races where the course has some tight corners. And their complaint is... Like uh, they're not stable enough if they have to turn? Exactly. Oh. They are not us. Let's talk about the mortals. Yeah. Okay. We're all the mortals here. Is it worth... I know there's people, there's people that we train and that we compete against even just in the area, right? For like age division or podiums and all that. Or even if you're not one of those people who is competitive that way, you're competitive with yourself. Sure. I want to get faster. Um, oh, I got this, this is my new half marathon time in these super shoes. But is it worth it? It's not worth it because over time you are going to develop some weaknesses because of that instability. We are having injuries. 
So, so break that down. So, so instability and weakness, are, are you seeing that specifically show up in the foot? Or okay. Where are you seeing yeah, the injury break, show up? Let me break that for just one second. The instability, stability and strength are two different things. Correct. Okay. Um, okay, now, now what was your question? Well, so where are you seeing the injuries sh- surface, like from wearing those shoes? Are you seeing them in the foot? Are you seeing them in the glute? Or where's... Everywhere. Okay, so explain that. Okay, so because we are swooping through that, we're going fast through that push-off phase. Mm -hmm. Okay, the only thing it isn't hurting is the big toe. (laughs) Because the big toe isn't working anymore, Because the big toe isn't working, right. So I think the, I think let's break it, let's, let's talk about just one major one, and that's the knee. Okay. Okay, so we're, we're going through that phase that knee is getting of quicker, force during that push-off phase and so that's where i am seeing more injury issues um but of course if we have instability anywhere in the chain it could go all the way up to the back yeah okay so anywhere along the lines sure ankle knee hip back yeah anywhere along there okay anytime we have an instability but But i think it's the, the greatest problem is with the i would say if you have any Issues with your knee. You're a hypermobile person. There's no way you should ever be in any of these mm. shoes. Okay? And people don't know what I mean by that. But it's like the Gumby. People don't even. People who are hypermobile don't know they're hypermobile. Well, until, sure. They don't have any take Until someone tells them. Right. right. So. Um, but so but let's. Definitely. If you know that about yourself, just forget it. Don't even do it. If you're if you are someone who sprains your ankle a lot, has no, you have instability in the ankles. No. And if you have a history of knee problems. No. Okay. And that's because of how your foot is rolling through and it's going quicker and there's not, it's not, your foot is not as stable in those shoes. And Correct. so then your knee is suffering the consequence of that kind mm-hmm. of movement. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. The force changes through your knee. Yeah. And that's so interesting. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this because there is case studies out there that, that show that there we're starting to see is navicular fractures. Burp. <laughs> Burp. What's in it? So navicular, explain that. It's foot. It's a foot bone. Okay, where? A very important foot bone. Oh, God, you're going to ask. Well, and because we uh, talk so much about the big toe, right, and how important that big toe is. So if, if it's a oh, navicular right. fracture, Okay, so just go from your big toe, big toe and move up, 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 going towards your ankle. So okay. it's still... It's a, it's a huge bone. It's a huge bone. And it's a bone. weight-bearing bone. And is it just... So it's just kind of up from that big toe. So it's along that same... It's the same, like, sort of... It's part of that same motion that your big toe is loading with? Is that... Actually, no. It's a little bit before that. Okay. So it's a little bit before that. On the so... same side as your big toe, just up? It, yeah. Up yeah. And... You know what? We will put an image in our show notes we of will. the navicular. Well, and I think that's interesting because it's... So you have the navicular bone, which is which is just up a ways from the big toe. So you're just kind of extending on up the foot. And do you think that is getting sore from that shoe because of either the actual change in movement yeah, or the change because of the, the force load, through the movement. The load is being redistributed. The load is being redistributed. Yes, and you think, so maybe. But so, I don't know. Wait, time out. So that means, so because for people who don't know, it, like what the hell's load? Load, so you're saying your instead force. of, well, yes, but I'm saying, not for me. Oh my God, people. This is what I deal with. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So because... When you say redistribute the load, what you're saying with that is that that load that or like the the load through the big toe, what used to happen there through the big toe is now happening perhaps someplace else because the shoe is removing that load from the big toe. Maybe that force is now hitting higher up on the foot in the navicular bone. Possibly, possibly, we don't know. But we don't. But so, but that would be like in science, we would call that a hypothesis, and then we would go test it. Oh my God, the hypothesis. 
this. It's out there into the into the fumes. I, I guarantee you that this is we're just hypothesizing. But it <laughs> but this is how this is how we get started. This is how we learn, and it's going to take some time. And I guarantee you, there's studies going on right now. Well, and we just, I also feel like that you know this is yet. when you're picking like where you go, whether you go to a physical therapist or a doctor or somebody. This is why experience matters because they start to see things come through before the science is necessarily oh, patterns. Up with it. Absolutely. So it's like you see patterns. Hundred percent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and so, but what about the person who is a runner who has, what if they have like a fused toe or let's not talk about like surgically fused, sure. right? But we have people who um, have lack of mobility in their big toe mm-hmm. and that's called hallux rigidus. And I have some patients with that. We also have patients who have had injury history and arthritis in their toe. So in that event, so all of these people have a toe that the, a big toe that isn't a big moving toe that's the way not it's really moving the way it should, okay. um, but is and is is painful to run with. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would I still wouldn't put them in a super shoe. Okay, um, because I want them to be able to I want them to still be able to really activate that big toe. But there are some shoes, and if you look at your shoe, um. They place it on a table, and we're talking about the front of the shoe. Mm -hmm. If the front of that shoe arcs up a little bit, like a boat, maybe, Mm -hmm. like the keel of a boat, is that a good analogy? And so right now you're pointing to where you would be looking, like where the big toe would sort of be in the shoe. Yeah, where all the toes would be in the shoe. And when you see that angle up, like you would see on the bow of a ship, for example, um, or like a canoe, let's do a canoe, the steeper that angle it is going to help offload the toe a little bit. Okay. But without the metatarsal bar, without the carbon plate, carbon fiber plate, and I didn't even talk about the carbon fiber plate. Let's just not even go into that today. Yeah. Um, that does help you roll through a little bit better. So okay. even if you are even looking for a little bit of more speed or just a little, if you've got that sensitive toe, that's a great place to start in looking at your shoe. Or is your shoe completely flat? If it's completely flat in that where the toes sit yeah. relative to the table and it's not coming up at all or relative to the heel, the whole thing is completely flat. That's probably not going, you're probably going to have a little bit more issue with your big toe in those shoes. Okay. Okay. Have we gotten off target? No, I don't think so because I think, you know, it's good if, if they're like, okay, well, not the super shoe. What's, what's something, you know, that might be an alternative if you have, you know, if you need something to help, especially that toe. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you think we're going to keep seeing more and more super shoe stuff? I don't I don't know, honestly. Uh, so many of my patients and even some of those that I coach, have, you know, their super shoes are sitting on the shelf. And it's not even just because I told them to. They they It's a quick connection with the uh, um, injury or pain or feeling kind of different, like it didn't work. Yeah. Um, so everyone has these cute, bright shoes sitting in their closet. Um, so save your money and save yourself in your head. There will be some people who will say, oh, well, well, you know, what if I just wear it during speed work or short distances? Um, but the whole point is that you want to be safe with your running. You want to be strong. You want to get stronger. So why would we do speed work in these shoes so that our times were faster when we didn't do the work to get them faster? <laughs> And we risk the injury. Or like, there's no point. Would you, no oh, race. no. Because now, why would you go run 24 mi- 
In or 20, 24 miles. I don't know how long the marathon is. Like, what about the... Same thing. Okay. Because now you, you had better have practiced, and then you can't just wear them up on race day. Yeah. So, my answer is to the super shoes. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, but I but don't recommend it. But there's lots of other it. stuff we can do to make our run better. Yes, there is. That's another podcast. <laughs> But in summation, to recap, what's the take-home message? Obviously, I'm extremely passionate about this right now. But we don't have a lot of information. We haven't had these out long enough. If perhaps in the future there's changes to the super shoes that truly do assist everybody with their run economy and don't cause muscle atrophy and injury. um, Or maybe you figure, you find who they're really good for and who they're not good for. Yeah. Like you can narrow down oh, that. But you know what? That brings up a whole other topic about. Oh dear. Well, um, it brings up that there is a lot of controversy around these shoes because not everyone can afford them. So say you're a college ag- athlete and you're competing against people who can afford them and people who can't. I mean. And it made a difference. It's kind of like that. What was that? Thing and swimming in yeah, the Olympics. Yeah, I was gonna. What there, was that suit? there was a whole. I mean, even in high school swimming, there was a. There's been a lot of controversy about about what what you what swimsuits you can wear and how buoyant it makes you and how it, you know, how it changes your aerodynamics in the water. And those suits are very expensive. So they were. Didn't they make them illegal for? They did. There were some in the Olympics a couple years ago that they have now outlawed, and people have an asterisk next to there because it it did make them faster. But, uh, but you know, I mean, I think that's that's a good question for for all of sports, isn't right. it? I mean, yeah, not just in running. Yeah, but it's out there for the super shoe right now. So yeah. like, there's maybe there needs to be an asterisk next to the person who was able to run that marathon. They're this sub you know the sub three hour marathoner but one had shoes and one didn't and it was a 2.7 percent increase in that well yes but i time out yeah i'm now i'm gonna wheel in the amy train because i feel like that's a whole other podcast it is and so what we are saying is that or you were saying is that this is a pretty new topic you're seeing some injuries so you might want to be careful with them we don't necessarily have a lot of information yet about you know the best for who they might be good for and who they might not be good for. And then it's like expensive investment. So yeah, be mindful. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have more information in the future. Yeah. We can, our minds can be changed. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we want to hear, are you guys wearing super shoes? Have you, have you had success with them? Have they made you faster? Oh are you not having any injuries with them or are you having injuries? We want to hear from you guys. And where do they leave their comments, Liz? Uh-oh. You can leave them on wherever you get your podcast. From our website, you can leave them on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, I think that's... Yeah, I don't, you know. I, I don't know if you can leave comments yeah. on iTunes. Can you? Well, yeah. People oh, okay. leave podcasts. Okay. And comments. our landing page is the Coach Amy and Coach Liz show.com. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we, we are, are in this together. together. Until next time.